Hello, Theory Lab members. This is Joe Cotter of the American Cancer Society. Uh, on the phone with me is my colleague, Dr. Susanna Greer, who is the Scientific Program Director for the Clinical Cancer Research and Immunology Program here at ACS. And joining us from MD Anderson is Dr. Katie Resvani. She's a professor in the Department of Stem Cell Transplantation and Cellular Therapy and the Director of Translational Research. Susanna, uh, take it away. Thank you, Joe, and thank you so much, Katie. It's such a pleasure to have the opportunity to talk to you today and catch up a little bit about all the fantastic work you've been doing. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. It's great to be here today. Wonderful. I think um, maybe I'll just kick off by asking you a question about your participation in the National Biden Cancer Summit. I know that there were about 450 of these community summits around the country, um, and MD Anderson held one as well. It's near and dear to my heart because our own uh, chief medical officer, Otis Brawley, participated, I think, on a panel with you. So um, I'd love to know kind of the, I think your panel was charged and the entire event with really kind of bringing together experts to talk about opportunities and really with a goal of accelerating progress. Um, could you share with us maybe what your biggest takeaway was from the summit? Yes, exactly. I mean, it was a great opportunity to be there and to be asked to participate. As you know, MD Anderson has had its own uh, moonshot program, uh, which was initiated um, around uh, five or six years ago. And uh, that led to really fantastic collaborations in different um, disease settings. Uh, to target different types of cancer within MD Anderson, but also outside. And I was um, fortunate enough to be asked to participate in, in, in the summit, partly because of my interest in immunotherapy. So as a result of the support of the Moonshot program, but also actually the American Cancer Society, when I received my um, ACS Scholar Award a number of years ago now, we started a program of cell therapy using natural killer cells to target uh, different types of cancer. So that's really was my main um, uh, reason for participating, being asked to participate really to discuss the advances in immunotherapy and where we see cell therapies going in the, in the uh, treatment of cancer. Well, fantastic. Um, and you're becoming quite the leader in the field. So we are excited to have you as an ACS grantee. Always have been, but we've of course been excited about your progress. Um, I would just say one, just one follow-up question. So. Uh, do you feel that there's some urgency in the efforts around immunotherapy now? I think there is urgency, but also there is a lot of excitement. And I think the two together really is going to propel the field forward. I mean, we've also the fact that obviously um, the Nobel Prize for Medicine has also been given for um, Cancer Immunotherapy at MD Anderson, we were fortunate enough, obviously, that Jim Allison was selected for the award. So really all of that, I think, is coming together to make the field of cancer immunotherapy now very topical. And I think it's well-deserved because of the impacts that we are seeing in our patients, and in, especially in certain types of cancer. Yeah, absolutely. I. Um... I'd love to talk just a little bit about your research. Um, I think most people have heard about immunotherapy and more specifically CAR T cells. 
And uh, when you think about impressive results, um, they have had some really fantastic results in clinical trials, I think um, up to you know, mid-80 percentile remission in children who've had untreatable um, acute lymphoblastic leukemia. But we also know there's some drawbacks to CAR T cells. And um, when we think about um, you know, the um, some of the shortcomings that they don't work against solid tumors. Um, there's certainly the anti-immunosuppressive um, response, and um, you know the, the really, um, I guess, critical flaw it seems to be is the response of the um, the cytokine storm that that can be initiated in CAR T. So, could you tell us a little bit about your work, which is not on CAR Ts, but about CAR natural killer cells? Um, sure. So, do you think that they're really a viable alternative to CAR T cells? Yeah, so I, uh, you know, as, as I completely agree with you. Really, CAR T cells have resulted in a paradigm shift in our uh, thinking about treatment of cancer and have proven, have shown the potency of the immune system in targeting uh, cancer. Um, we decided to go after natural killer cells instead of T cells as the immune effectors for CAR engineering. And the reason for that was manifold. One is this, you know, CAR T cells are extremely effective, but they have to be manufactured for a patient on, on a per cell, on a per patient basis. Right. That then results in the uh, procedure being the, uh, difficult, cumbersome, expensive. In some cases, logistically, it's very difficult because the patient doesn't have the three or four weeks that it takes for the cells to be manufactured, etc. You've already mentioned the, the very high uh, toxicity rates that have been seen, at least with certain, in, 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 in some studies with the cytokine release syndrome and the neurotoxicity. And also, there have been cases of relapses as a result of antigen loss. So the CD19 antigen loss. Uh, because of the immunological pressure that's being put on the tumor cells by the CAR T cells. So the, the only mechanism through which these autologous T cells recognize the, the tumor is through that chimeric antigen receptor targeting that particular antigen. Right. So why natural killer cells? I mean, NK cells are also part of our, um, our um, immune um, um, effector population. Um, they, they comprise 5 to 15% of the total lymphocytes. Actually, on a, on a per cell basis, the, in, the NK cells are the most cytotoxic immune effectors that we have. And they are poised to kill abnormal cells, tumor cells, virally infected cells. So on their surface, they have this array of receptors that can recognize stress molecules and can recognize really abnormal cells that may have downregulated HLA class one molecules in order to escape T cell recognition. So they already have the machinery on board to recognize a lot of these cancer cells. The other thing that's very unique about NK cells and different to T cells is that allogenic NK cells, so NK cells from a person who's completely unrelated to another person, do not cause graft versus host disease. And as you know, if you take allogeneic T cells, even if you fully HLA match the allogeneic T cells to, to the recipient, and we do that all the time with uh, allogeneic stem cell transplant for patients with leukemia and other types of hematologic malignancies, you run the risk of graft versus host disease. So 30 to 50% of patients will get GVHD because T cells mediate GVHD through their T cell receptor by recognizing um, um, uh, um, minor histocompatibility antigen mismatches or in the setting of 
um, uh, alternative donor transplant, like haplo transplant or cord transplant, they, they, they recognize the HLA mismatch. In K cells, even if there is a full HLA mismatch, will not cause graft-busters disease. Oh, that's fascinating. Can I ask you one quick question? Mm -hmm. uh, Based on that, I mean, do you really think, because it's kind of mind-blowing, do you really think that we could have like an off-the-shelf car in K-cell? Exactly, and that was exactly our um, idea, is that, you know, that we can potentially overcome the limitations of car T-cells and the fact that, as I mentioned, they're patient-specific, and they, they um, by, by having a, an off-the-shelf product and in K-cells, provide that opportunity because then you can have allergenic NK cells that you can manufacture and you can use to treat multiple patients. So you can take your allergenic NK cell from a, from a healthy source. Uh, my research, uh, the research interest of my team is to look as, at cord blood as a source of natural killer cells. And so we've already established the GMP compliant methodologies for expanding in case cells from cord units and from one cord unit we can actually manufacture hundreds of doses of in case cells oh, and in case cells to to that could potentially be used to treat patients so the advantages of current case cells in my mind at least are threefold one is that it could be off the shelf because they don't cause graft resistance disease um, the second is that because they already have that array, that machinery, those receptors that are very good at uh, recognizing tumor cells, if then you go and put a chimeric antigen receptor in there, obviously then you further, you redirect their specificity and you make them specific to that particular tumor that targets the particular antigen, but they still continue to have all of their receptors and their machinery as part of their kind of... Um, um, being so, so the risk of relapse could potentially be less because, in addition to using the car to recognize and count tumor cells, NK cells will also use their own receptors that are already there, and therefore the, the tumor is targeted through multiple different mechanisms. I hope I'm explaining that in a, in a way. That's absolutely, absolutely. So, they, they have the potential that you could really use them off the shelf when patients come in in a pretty acute situation and not have that, that bulking up time, and you're, you're, what you're telling us is that you're going to enhance the specificity of the CAR in K-cell to the tumor, but then that in K-cell is able to unleash this huge arsenal of weapons against that tumor. So exactly. Very exactly. impressive. And thirdly, you know, hundreds of patients have received uh, Expivo expanded or activated in case cells in different settings. These are not car engineered. These are just in case cells that have been expanded um, after liquid depleting chemotherapy or in the setting of transplant. And in case cells have always proven to be very safe. So, and, and you know, we argue that maybe in case cells could potentially be even safer than CAR T cells because the profile of cytokines that they produce is different to what T cells produce. So there's some cytokines that they produce that are similar to T cells, so they produce CNF alpha, they produce interferon gamma, but for instance, in case cells produce a lot less, less interleukin 6. Uh, then T cells and interleukin 6 has been shown to be one of the main mediators of cytokine release syndrome. So, you know, we, we, we thought that maybe then these current T cells 
may prove to be safer than CAR T cells. And as a result of that, this uh, uh, limitation of the toxicity related to the CAR T cell could also maybe lessened somewhat. And that's when we started our this first in human trial where we engineered the natural killer cells to express a CAR against CD19. But one um, limitation of NK cells um, when compared to T cells is uh, their persistence is, um, is usually about two weeks or so. So in case of mature NK cells normally don't persist more longer than 10 to 15 days. So in order to help with the persistence of the NK cells, we also, um, in, in the gene cassette for the uh, CAR vector, we also included the gene for interleukin-15, which is a cytokine that helps with the in vivo persistence and proliferation of the NK cells. And so maybe this will be the magic combination. Exactly, because already in our preclinical data that was actually supported by the grant from ACS, uh, we had shown very nicely that um, uh, immunodeficient mice that were engrafted with human lymphoma cells and then received the NK cells that were transduced with a CAR that uh, with a CAR 19 and and also had the gene for IL 15 persisted much longer and cleared the tumor much better compared to uh, animals that only received the CAR-19, but without the presence of the interleukin-15 gene. And so the, that's what led us to the clinical trial that started a year ago at MD Anderson, which is a first in human study where patients are with um, refractory lymphoid malignancy, so patients with lymphoma, CLL, or um, ALL, are receiving these off-the-shelf allogeneic cord blood-derived natural killer cells that have been um, engineered to have the CAR CD19 and the interleukin-15. And uh, this is a, um, a investigator-initiated study. We manufacture the CAR and K cells in our GMP facility here at MD Anderson. The trial is supported by the MD Anderson Cancer Moonshot Program. Uh, and we've just also we've also just received um, NCI funding for that, and so um, uh, we with the phase one portion of the study is complete. We're analysing all the data. I'm hoping to um, be able to submit a paper very soon. But just to let you know that we've proven that this strategy to be very safe. We've not had any cases of uh, cytokine release syndrome or neurotoxicity, and actually our response rates have been very encouraging as well. Ah, that's such exciting news, Katie. So I guess we'll just have to wait <laughs> for a yes. little while. But it sounds like um, there's some really exciting things on the horizon, both for yes. you and for NK cells. So I'm, um, I'm thrilled that ACS could be a part of it. And yes, and I'm very grateful to ACS because they really supported us from the time when, you know, this was just a, a, an idea, a concept and really helped us develop and do all of the preclinical studies that have now resulted in this exciting new strategy being taken uh, into the clinic for our patients. And, you know, for us, targeting CD19 was proof of principle. We wanted to show that the uh, CAR19 and K cells are at least as efficacious as CAR19 T cells. But ultimately, our aim is to target other types of uh, malignancy, both 
hematologic and solid tumors. So looking at other targets and ways to make our NK cells um, more effective at, at targeting different types of cancer. And that's what we need. You know, um, obviously solid tumors are, have been a, a fairly insurmountable challenge for immunotherapy. And so it sounds like you may, um, you know, we'll just need to stay tuned. But it yes. sounds like you may be on the brink of something big. So we don't we don't want to keep you. You you have a lot to do. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but we're just grateful for you sharing a few moments um, of your work today with us. And um, we'll, we'll certainly be in touch and we'll be following you closely, Katie. Thanks of so much. Course. Well, thank you so much. And once again, thank you so much for the support that um, ACS has given me. I'm very grateful. Absolutely. None of this work would have been able, we wouldn't have been able to, to do any of this work without this support.